0: this meeting is being recorded
1: all right welcome in that was actually pretty good ethan that was right about right when we when i hit start good work we've reached episode 44 on the three guys talking ball podcast it's october 6 2022 it's the Ernie Davis edition, which I guess we can start off with a little bit of trivia if you guys know who Ernie Davis is.
2: Uh, no, I have no idea. No, Are you not,
1: Ernie Banks?
0: I will not be answering this style Jeopardy question, so uh,
1: I do not know. Well, I mean, they made a movie about him. It was with Dennis Quaid. Chadwick uh, Bosnet, how, how do you say his name? R.I.P. to him. Uh, Chadwick. What the hell was the guy's name? Oh, Play. the guy that died of cancer. Yes, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Bose Bo- Chadwick Boseman was in it. It was uh, it, it was it was the Express, the movie The
2: Express. Well, you, know you, know you didn't the answer. Story? It, you gotta see what is the movie Express? I never said it was, was Jeopardy.
1: Movie. Grant did this in his own head that this was a Jeopardy question. I never said this was a Jeopardy. <laughs> well, you should have picked up on that and then done. Yeah, come um, on. What is the Express? Come I don't care
2: out. about Jeopardy. You should. Hey, you be quiet. It's the greatest it's, it's the
0: greatest game
1: show of all time. I'm sure it is. Then I just never watched,
2: watched it. It after. The Price is Right is the really the greatest. But I, exactly. Really I'm fun. with Ethan.
1: I was more of a Price is Right guy cuz I know when my 100%. mom was home at home in the summer at school, when uh in the summer I we would always watch that with Bob Barker. But yep. yeah, he was uh, he was the 1961 Heisman winner. Has a movie made about him, he unfortunately passed away from cancer shortly after but we'll move over. Heiser, well, was he movie. he yeah. went to Syracuse, right? Yep. Oh, Syracuse? yep. He was, he was the running back after Jim Brown was there.
0: Oh, what, yep.
1: what, a, what a guy to follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good and season's
2: there.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Floyd little, who had a really good career with the Broncos followed Ernie Davis. So that was a string of, that was,
2: so you're telling, was the
1: school back in the day. So you're telling me Syracuse was the original running back. You yeah. They were they the original all? RBU? The more you know. I mean, USC had something to say not long after that with Charles White, O.J. Simpson, Marcus Allen. But, you
0: know, that's the but second. They're not the original. They're not the original. No. The original yeah. is um, the, uh, the Orangemen in yeah. uh, greater, greater New York, which is
1: just that's that's incredible. incredible. That's, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, it's not only one of the best journalism schools in the country, it also is the original rbu so that's a fun fact friday on a thursday folks what else could you ask exactly that's where i need the the nbc the more you know well and then what And speaking of
0: nbc terrico went to syracuse as well fun fact
1: there's a lot of very big a lot of good journalists that went
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is it that northwestern that? that northwestern yep 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 but missouri's really good too okay
0: I did not know about Missouri. So that's that's yeah. that's another fun fact.
1: Thank you, Ethan. Well, one of uh, recurring guests, one of his when I was doing the Big Sticks game and Nate was with the Fremont Moo, his partner when I was calling games, actually was a Missouri alum as well. So makes sense, I guess. And we'll move over. We'll actually uh, start talking some recapping some games, previewing the upcoming week. Michigan took care of Iowa. Grant's not honoring the bet. The Gophers laid an egg against Purdue, and there was no bet. Youngstown. There was was a bet. bet. You just didn't want to do it.
0: I did not do. I did not do the bet. There was no bet. You were just a Debbie Downer and didn't participate. That's there's two different things here. It's well. It's because I knew what was going to happen. So why would I waste my time with a bet? I knew I was going to lose. Because it's the
1: part of fair weather fan. Fair weather. You know you're going to lose the gamble. Fair weather fan.
0: I'm I'm fine. You know what? I'm fine being a fair weather fan. Who gives a shit? That's what I say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Vikings played for the Queen's honor and honored her with a win. Cowboys are three and one. Chiefs are also three and one, but we'll go back. We'll start with the uh, rivalry game on the podcast of the week. Michigan took care of Iowa, 27, 14. J.J. McCarthy played. I think this might've been his best game so far. Uh, stat wise, probably wouldn't say that he was 18 to 24, 155 yards, one TD, no turnovers, which is huge. He missed on a couple of deep balls, but that's okay. Get him out of the way now. Cause you're going to need him down the line. He didn't push. He didn't, he took his shots. He was, they were smart with the shots they took. They just got to hit them. This game played out about how I think Grant and I discussed how it was going to go, where Iowa was going to hang in there for a while. And they did. They made it interesting in the fourth quarter, and then the Brian, Fer- the electric combination of Brian Ferentz and Spencer Petras showed up by uh, throwing a one-yard route on a fourth and two to an All-American tight end, who is one of the Iowa's best playmakers. Blake Corum, another solid game, 29 rushes, 133 yards, a touchdown. Defense, the pass rush continues to improve and progress week by week, which is... Happy. And now Jim Harbaugh has officially won at every stadium in the big 10. As a, then as a player and a coach, I should clarify, he's, he's got one, one on one left to, to uh, check a box on, which hopefully we'll be able to do this year or he will be able to do Not me. I don't play for Michigan, but this game, I, I felt like this was a 10 yard game where the most important thing is just get 10 yards every play just move the sticks, keep, keep leaning on that Iowa defense. And that's exactly what they did. And and I felt really good. I didn't really sweat the rest of the game until after, after sweat, after that first drive, I felt Michigan was like, okay, these guys are prepared after it it was as beautiful as a script you could have written up with ended in a reverse to Ronnie Bell on a touchdown.
0: So you, you were actually nervous a little bit in that game cuz i was no, not No, they, I, or yeah cuz there was I said
1: going going into the game oh going yeah going into the game i cuz Kinnick, magic top 5 teams go to die it's all true It wasn't dark though it wasn't dark
0: That's the that's the thing top if if it was dark then that place is different Trust when me it's, during the See. day it's it's not the same as soon as as soon as you turn those lights on it gets dark in that stadium that's when things get weird, like last Here year last year at the Penn State game. As soon as it got dark a little bit, Jack Campbell hit Sean Clifford, and that game flipped as soon as it got dark. Um, but now, Dylan, I, I didn't have much hope going into this game, and after the first drive, I pretty much gave up. I'm not going to lie, because <laughs> Michigan goes down. They do what they're supposed to do. They don't turn it over. Methodical. That's what I was going to give you. That's what they took. And then Iowa comes out with a three and out. And you were like, there, there's no way they can come back. It's just, it's just not possible. It's not the cards. So, you know, like, like we talked about last week, I was going to let you take things step-by-step, step. you know, they're never going to overwhelm teams by yards per game. it will just be the points that are the difference. And, you know, Iowa just couldn't win on first down for the defense stake. And it was always, you know, second, five, second, and four. And then in return, Iowa's offense couldn't win on first down. And if they did, there was a penalty that brought it back. Um, Michigan or Ohio State's offense is gonna struggle with first and 20. Um, what's Iowa's offense gonna do at first and 20? Give up
1: <laughs> you know, <there's> Heisman. Heisman, <laughs> Heisman trophy candidate to Tory Taylor out. But you know, you
0: can't up. even the at, at that at that point, you can't even you can't even get a two, a first downer. Or two to try to move the drive a little bit. You know, Urban Meyer said this in the pregame show, which was, I thought, genius here. When he coached Florida, one of his first teams, they had a great defense and a horrible offense. But all his offenses need to do was get two first downs. If you can get 20 20 yards on first downs and then maybe another seven if you have to punt, at least make the team go, you know, 85, 90, 80 yards. Iowa's offense couldn't do that and they couldn't make it a Tory Taylor game. And, like I said, you know, I, I didn't have much hope after that first drive, seeing Michigan go down like that, and Iowa's offense three and out. It was more or less just the inevitable. So there was no, no reason to think, hey, you know, they'll pull this out. And you know, the fourth and after the fourth and two play, you're like, if yep, this game's over, let's turn it off. Let's wait for these two thirty games to go on because at that point, it wasn't it wasn't even worth worth watching. I didn't know they scored fourteen points until. Uh, I was watching the Alabama Arkansas game. And I score, saw the score on the bottom because once it got to twenty seven seven, me and my folks, well, we said, all right, well, we're going to watch the end of this Minnesota game because we just it was over. and We didn't want to waste our time anymore.
1: Yeah, they they got one right at right at the end, and but it was I, I was happy with it. Anytime you can go on the road in the Big Ten, especially a place like that, even though the game wasn't at night, Kinnick is still a very tough team to play. That's a Tremendous crowd, they're always gonna sell that place out. And Michigan for the most they that first drive, they were able to kind of take the crowd out of the game, and they essentially just coasted from there. And, and and then this was a game where I wasn't happy that they settled for field goals, but you you can win, beat Iowa with just field goals. Now, you're not gonna beat Ohio State that way. I don't think you can beat you, might be able to beat Penn State that way. But if Michigan's goals are as high as what that what I think they are, they got to find ways to get touchdowns. And I think part of it is, is breaking in a new quarterback. They, this was the same as last year where they Michigan struggled to get touchdowns in the red area until that Penn State game. Their last three games where they really buckled down and found ways to get in the end zone instead of settling for field goals, which has haunted them in big games in the past.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. And then it just it gives confidence to your defense, knowing that, you know, hey, if we give up a drive or so and if if the other team gets a field goal, you know, that that's okay because our our offense got seven. Like, you know, take it to Sunday night real quick. You know, the Chiefs Chiefs Bucks game, quick turnover, seven zero. The Bucks go down the field and they score, but you only get three. There's a little self-confidence in your team there because it's seven three. You go down and score again, it's 14-3, it's an 11-point game, you're feeling better about yourself. You're feeling a hell of a lot better at 14-3 than you are at 14-7. Uh, but you're you're right, when Michigan, when they play it, for, for me, Penn State and Ohio State, you need seven. Because I don't, I don't think field goals would beat Penn State, but again, that game's in the big house, so who knows. But you also don't want to be still trying to – Get your red zone offense rolling your last three games of the year. I'd rather have that humming, you know, by mid October in two weeks, than, than um, mid November.
2: Yeah,
1: well, and even even against Michigan State because that's going to be their Super Bowl. They're not going to a bowl this year. We all know that. So they're going to mm-hmm. try to try to ruin Big Brother's season and pull out all the stops to do every trick play, everything in the book. I think you you got to get touchdowns there too. And that one is looking like it's going to be a night game. In the big
0: house, is that will that will that be the one big night game in the big house this year?
1: I think so because Penn State's a big noon kickoff game. Ohio State, Michigan, that game is always that one's in Columbus, and that one's going to be at ten. And after that, they they've got I don't well Nebraska at home. I'm sure that'll be a big noon kickoff game. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I don't know what that the slate
2: is that week, but that would be my. That might even that'll probably be an ESPN, but it won't be big noon. No I,
0: yeah, I I would think Fox, they're just, I understand, you know, they pretty much have the Big Ten, the Big Ten only, but they got to cover someone else besides, besides Michigan. If I'm if for straight, Michigan, you know, I'm thinking, can we get a break <laughs> a little bit? And if I'm Fox, you're going to kind of alienate part of this country because everyone across the country is going to be like, oh, Michigan's on again. Maybe I don't care to watch <laughs> I care to watch those
2: guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me try to see here. So that is in the Big Ten this that week. It's Michigan, Nebraska, Indiana, Ohio State, Maryland, Penn State. Ooh, that might be one. That might be the first time Big Noon has gone to Happy Valley or Death Valley, whatever it's called. Happy Valley. Yeah, if
0: Maryland keeps winning, that'll be on there because that's that's going to be a better game. Wisconsin, Iowa that week. That has eleven o'clock on ESPN two written all over it <laughs>
1: yep. or ooh. Uh, oh wait no. i say that's week it was i got excited i thought that was it was tcu kansas that week but that's this week actually that's this weekend mm-hmm. so that one is week 11 here let's see let's see what games are in the big 12 in week 11 it is tcu texas Kansas State, Baylor, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, Kansas, Texas Tech.
2: They'll be in the Big Ten. There's a couple games there that's probably better than Michigan and Nebraska. Well, I mean, I would argue there's more better
1: games than Michigan, Indiana. It's just – I'm sure there's going to be some bidding war or something, but we'll uh, change gears here. Gophers got a uh, bad 2020-2021 Tanner Morgan, who showed up ending in a homecoming loss to Purdue, 20-10. to 10. That was just uh, – Gophers just kind of came out flat. They had some turnovers in the red zone, dropped passes. They definitely missed Mo Ibrahim's absence or presence that game. He was out with an ankle injury, I believe. Ethan, what, uh, what uh, did you – did you have any broken windows?
2: Did you have any broken dishes, silverware? No. Glasses? I was just watching on my phone at work, so I mean, I didn't really talk to anyone. Did afterwards. you chuck any produce at a customer? No, I did not. I'm not okay. in produce anymore, so I'm behind the desk. I'm in the office. So did you, you chuck that? a phone? At no, no, nope. 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 okay. nothing left my hand actually. Okay, all right. Um, Hangs up. I, a- I don't think I don't think Tanner was terrible. Um, I didn't see the first interception. I don't I I wasn't that, watching Yeah, That that,
1: that one wasn't his fault. That one he threw that right in the bread basket and it just bounced off the dude's hand. It would it was it, it would the have been second a second one.
2: Yeah, that the second, was the yeah. well, for there was one prior to that one. The the touchdown one, that was the one in the uh he threw one in the very first possession of the game that I think was tipped. Uh that that's how they got their first seven is they had a uh, they had that interception in our zone, in our end zone pretty much, but uh or again our red zone. But uh, the second one, that was one of the end zone where it literally hit the guy in the face, bounced up, Purdue picks it off in the end zone. Then the third one was just him trying to do something at the end. I mean, it was over anyway, so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But O-line got absolutely mauled. I mean, that was by far the worst they've looked all year. It was like they've never played football all over again. And on top of that, just the vision of the running backs was awful. I mean, Potts and Bryce Williams, are like they've proven themselves at this level. So to see them just not do what they're supposed to like hit the holes hard hit the open lanes like it was just pathetic really even the fourth and one which on our 29 is like our 29 yard line in the first quarter which for fleck being conservative all the time like that's just blows my mind he went for it um cole kramer the quarterback on the short and the short one he had probably 60 70 yard run for a touchdown if he goes just one like five feet to the left there was no one there. He runs right up the middle, right at the guy. So it's just like, they just weren't actually like, I don't know if they were, like you said, weren't focused or something, but, but they were just not there on Saturday, which is really disappointing considering they had so much to play for us on that day.
1: Yeah. Well, they may, made us look like a bunch of idiots. We're saying they're going to be undefeated going into the whiteout at Penn State, but know, they, they let just us down. This, that seems, doesn't
2: explain it.
1: This like, uh, was just pathetic. This seems like that one Big Ten game that Minnesota, where they, that signature PJ Fleck game where they have, where they've, where you've seen it in non-conference games. Mm -hmm. And this time it came back to bite them in the butt against a Purdue team, which I think Purdue is is a good team, but they're not as good as Minnesota. Especially they're not.
2: They're not. Like I mean, we we dropped the touchdown. We missed a thirty-yard field goal. I mean, it was just stupid shit like that consistently throughout the whole game. We get them off on third down, one play, our linebacker goes and hits him four yards out of bounds. It's like, what are we doing? You, you extend the drive, they get three points out of it. It's like, come on, like figure it out. Like that can't happen. Like that's not a play you can do it, you can get, and make, get the ball back. Right? Just, that's just a stupid penalty, which is so unlike a fleck team. It's just like, it was just crazy. Like these guys just lost their mind on Saturday. Now you, you have the bye week, you go going to Illinois who that ain't going to be easy. Like they they have a hell of a good team right now. I mean, honestly, they might take Iowa to the woodshed. They might have a better defense in Minnesota than or uh, Michigan right now. Like that defense is like, when has anyone beat Wisconsin outside of Ohio State by twenty at Camp Randall? Michigan last year. Did they really? Yeah. Well, yep. they were yeah. low. Yeah, that's, It yeah. doesn't happen often.
1: No.
0: But well, I was wondering. Because, you know, of course, I didn't, wasn't able to watch the last five minutes on Saturday. But you were just looking at the stat line. And, you know, for the Gophers offense, I don't know. Let's say it was 24 carries for 56 yards. I just – I couldn't almost get my head wrapped around that. I was like,
1: yeah.
0: are they just – are they getting whooped up front? Does Purdue just just have the numbers? What What is going on here? Because this offensive line that I saw in person – um, who's you know they're a lot bigger than a color than an NFL offensive line, like could they not get any movement on Purdue and you know single Nick Singleton for Penn State he had a he had a, he had an okay game week one against Purdue and it's not yeah. like Purdue top ten rush defense so I was like did they take the day off did they put seven eight guys in there and they say Tanner Morgan beat me I, I just that's the one okay. thing I could wrap, wrap my head Ro-
2: Ryan Burns from two forty seven kind of. on on the board did like a whole rewind of the game kind of rewatched it just to see. And he, he even said himself, like the line wasn't nearly as bad as he thought it was the running back's vision was just that bad. They just consistently missed the holes and it always got us back, you know, behind the sticks. And that's not what Morgan's good at. He's not good at third and nine. He's not good at third and 10, you know, like, I mean, what quarterback really is, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, specifically for not him, like he did, Okay. I felt like they moved the ball fine in the air. I think he almost had 200 yards passing, which for most games, that's probably going to work for Tanner. That's all he's going to need to do because you have Mo Ibrahim. But yeah, with Mo gone, these running backs, for some reason, just were damn near running blind.
0: Well, and then that's kind of the crappy thing because then you're going to have these lazy people um, who don't know much about anything talking about how bad this offensive line was and they got their ass kicked and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, you know what, these could have been the same holes that they were opening up for Mo. It's just, hitting he, Mo's hitting them. And then the, the offensive line looks great. Well, when they're creating these holes and these running backs aren't hitting it and your running game's not going anywhere, people are going to blame these guys. And it's like, well, they're they're more into that than what we think. Because mm-hmm. every once in a blue moon, you're going to have a hole that us three could run through for 10 yards. Um, but most of them, they're, these holes, they aren't that big. But yep. you're just moving people just enough. And like Ethan said, your running back hits it. And, you know, Mo's been around for, what, six seasons, five seasons? Um, yeah. He's he's going to hit that, and he's going to look make everyone look great. So, but also, I don't know, maybe is there a chance that hmm, – maybe there's a chance the Gophers, they got caught looking into the bye. It
2: um, very well could
0: be. You beat Michigan State, and it's not a trap game, but it's a game you kind of fall short. It's like you're listening to the outside noise a little bit. Some people in Minnesota are – you know, they're talk talking about the gophers and you you know you got guys like Joel Cloud people like and us and yep. and us and even <laughs> the guys on big noon, they're talking about how this is a good team and they could win the West and they're doing like this, and you get just a touch arrogant, and then if you let teams stay in games like Purdue, especially Purdue, it's gonna come back to bite you in the ass.
2: Yeah, it's like not like the defense played bad. They first half they gave up 10 points both those points came on the first two drives of the half when both started within inside, inside, of the Gophers 30. Like, yeah, you're going to give up points at that point. Like it's going to happen. They went seven straight possessions between the second quarter and the third quarter with no points given up. The Gophers got one touchdown out of, out of those like back on getting the ball back. Like that's how long the defense was on the field. Like, yes, they're going to let a couple runs bust them in the fourth. to really put the game away. Like that's just how it is. They've been on the field. And that's, so what, late, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. They were just
1: gassed because Purdue scored on that long, I think it was a screen pass. And they just was like it. just was a 60-yard run, and they set it up to, like, the two. And then they
2: punched it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and then also, you know, like we said last week, uh, before last week's game, I don't think the Gophers defense has played 200 snaps on the season. No. Well, you're finally out there on a Big Ten game. It's homecoming. You're going to have a little more juice before the game. When you're out there and your body's not conditioned – to go that long, you're eventually going to slow down and you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to play just because you're tired. Um, yeah. that, that's, that's not their fault. The only way to get in a football shape is to play football, and they haven't played a lot because they were smashing teams. So they just you know kind of got caught with their conditioning last week too towards the end.
2: Yeah, and the offense has to do something with those six, seven possessions you're stopping them on. Like you can't just give the ball right back. You need to take it. You need to score. You need to put the game away, and that's what the defense gave you the opportunity to and you just didn't do it. Well, and like what Dylan said, when you're
0: playing Purdue, if you're if you're the golfers, field goals beats Purdue. Yep. Or just, you know, go down and and like what Urban Meyer said, like what I said, get two or three first downs and if you have to punt, make Purdue go 80 yards and give your defense
2: mm-hmm. one
0: some time to catch their breath and let Joe Rossi make some maybe make some adjustments to get a eternal and get the ball back.
2: Yeah? Yeah. And brutal thing
0: brutal.
1: it it was a brutal day for the Gophers they got a bye week this week hopefully they can adjust get a little healthier and become ready for the Illini next week a team that uh, they have on the the Gophers have for a revenge tour but we'll move over to the east to the west a little bit where NDSU did celebrate a homecoming win they beat Youngstown State 27-14 that was a a very workmanlike win for the Bison. It was there was nothing flashy, special. It was just kind of a grinded out game. They didn't. There weren't a lot of explosive. There was no explosive touchdowns. It was a lot of drive down, drive. You know, take a couple of shots. They were led by Hunter Lipke, who continues his strong Walter Payton campaign. Uh, stat wise, it's not going to blow blow up, but 13 carries, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Two catches, 34 yards. One of those catches was catching the eye of Mel Piper. He was tweeting about how he's going to be a great pro. Jim Nagy, who's the head of the senior bowl, had a it was a it was a beautiful ball by Cam Miller. Over the shoulder, toe tap on the sideline. That would have been a catch in the NFL. And it set up the t- touchdown the next play. They defensively they, they looked better. There were still some missed tackles, but. It looked improved. And that's something to be positive about. They had a really strong first half. The game started off with a Spencer Wagey sack that set basically the tone for the rest of the game. Penalties, another area of concern we've talked about. They there weren't as many mental mistakes by the by that I mean the false starts, the offsides, illegal motions, things like that. The, the defensive holding pass interference those are going to happen it's just part of football and i think there's a lot to build on they've got indiana state next week or this week now coming up and then they've got a bit the big one in two weeks on the 15th which i think that might be just a week for big games because they're looking at that looking ahead to that schedule there is just an absolute ridiculous amount of Good football games on the fifteenth of October. I don't know what what why, but that's the way it is. But overall, I was happy with the NDSU win. Uh, unfortunately, Noah Gindorf, tight end, his career is over for the Bison. He had a uh, Louis Achilles out last year, and it just never healed. And it's possibly his fo- football career could be over. He came back for really? a sixth, he came back for a sixth year because. He had NFL prospects, but since he got hurt, they wanted to see another year. Unfortunately, against Arizona, that was his last game as a Bison. Wow. But they got to find a replacement. Joe Stuffel is, looked like he's looked the part. He just looks like a nice, smooth player. He's good blocker, really good catching the ball. Uh, he had 11 FBS offers coming out of high school, and he's actually he- taken over as their leading receiver this
2: year. As of it's now. It's not terrible. No. But NDSU, SDSU keep putting tight ends in the NFL. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. And Ellison, and I I need to get his jersey before I go to the uh, go to the Vikings game at the end of October. True. But we'll move over. They preview preview their game against Indiana State. They're 26 and a half point favorites against the Sycamores. They go out to uh Paradise, which is Terra Terra Tara Indiana. Howard. That
0: yep. sounds like an awful place to be.
2: Well, hey, that's what the national cross-country I meet mean, is. You you watch your tongue.
0: I'm not I'm not smashing cross country. I respect the hell out of those out of those athletes. I'm Damn just right saying do. Indiana State sounds like an awful place to be. Middle, middle of nowhere. Um it's not not a whole lot going on, and don't they only have stands on one side of the football field?
1: Yes, they only have. Oh, one what st- a hole! Yep, wow. And uh, NDSU hasn't played there since 2017, I believe. Really? Yep. Yeah, yep. Wow. And it's a 11 11 Mountain Time. Kick on ESPN Plus or WDAY for the people out in North Dakota watching. India. They've lost their last three games. They're one and three on the year. Their three losses have come to good teams, Purdue, Montana, and they put up a good fight. They only lost 20 to 14 in the Unidome, but it, th- this is a game that NDSU can't get caught looking, looking at looking ahead to South Dakota state. It, this is a game. Pull go for it.
2: Yeah. The proverbial,
1: that, the proverbial trap game. And yep. it, oh, it, it's the perfect trap game because like Grant said, they got stands on one side. There's, Not a strong fan base there. That's a basketball school. That's where Larry Bird went. For those of you, I'm hoping you guys knew that. We did. All right, good job. And it just bring. You have to bring their own energy. Can't just. That's a game where you jump on them early and just get in, get out. Hopefully, this is a game where they can work. uh, Try to get the receivers involved more. Where they still just receivers just seem to not be able to get open. There still hasn't been a guy that has really emerged as the guy on that receiving core. Like I said, Joe Stuffel is their leading receiver as a tight end and good player, but you need, you need that receiving core to step up. Another thing defensively for the Bison is that they might be seeing a QB change. Uh, Gavin screws is their starter for the year. He was a transfer from Colorado state, I believe. And he hasn't been good. He's got one touchdown and, five interceptions on the year so this is a this is the the ideal trap game as perfect of a script as you could write it up for indiana state so bison gotta come ready to play and take care of them early and get in get out get out of there healthy fly back to fargo and get ready for the jacks
0: show up I'll dominate go home. Game. yes just like what dan gable says show up dominate and go home Yep. Indeed.
1: So be keeping an eye on that game for sure. And then we'll move over to the NFL now. Recapping. It, yeah, it is it was week four. Vikings 28 25 win in Queen Elizabeth's honor. You know, Ethan said early on last week's podcast that they would have won more if she was dead, but the numbers suggest otherwise. Vikings, the first time they went to. England, they beat the Steelers 34-27. And then in 2017, when they played the Browns, they won 33-16. This was 28-25. We're not going to hold that too much against them. That was a very early morning for me to wake up to at 7.30 Mountain Time. But Vikings, their their red zone offense needs some work. They, for the defense looked really good, forced three turnovers, but they were only able to score one touchdown out of that. Or they, they were like two for five in the red zone. The special teams showed up. They ran a fake punt that extended a drive. Greg Joseph kicks the game, game-winning game field goal. Fake and punt.
0: five total field goals.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and five total field goals. Jalen Rager is looking really good on punt return. J.J., J, Justin Jefferson, beast. That's all I all you got to say. Adam Thielen is looking to get more involved. You see a little bit more of Cook and Madison being more involved in the game. They haven't, they've looked a little bit to go to the run game more, which we've talked about. They need to do, but big concern with the Vikings this game was their lack of pass rush, especially after Zedaria Smith went out. Andy Dalton had all the time in the world to find guys, and that's kind of what kept the Saints in the game, and then What's his name? Uh, Will Lutz did his best. Uh, Cody, double Park. Doink. yeah, Cody Parky impersonation is yeah. It was Cody Parky, right? Yeah, yeah, the Bears yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, went went double doink, but so obviously we've talked about it. The Vikings, they're three and one is three and one. I there were a couple of Vikings fans that I talked to that were not happy about the way they won, but it's hard to win at any level, especially. In the NFL, so the Vikings have to be happy. Three and one, they got a bye week this week, just like the Gophers. No, no, yeah, I thought it
2: was. No, they don't. No, they play the Bears at home. They no, they they didn't want their bye this early, so they chose to play the Bears. And honestly, I think they have one more after that than the the Bears and then at Miami bye week, Dolphins. Yeah, they didn't want their bye this early. Then the NFL tried to do it, but Logan told me the Vikings said no.
0: Cause oh, yeah, because wow. you know the Vikings, they didn't, right. want, they didn't want to have to play four games, and then have to play thirteen in a row. Yeah, so, well, that makes um, sense.
1: I don't know how I missed time. that too. I was... remember
0: because remember a couple of years ago when the Niners went to the Super Bowl in 2019, they started off three and all. They had a week four, bu- <clears throat> excuse me, week four bye. They then had to play thirteen weeks in a row, and that's when I found the, the That was. Oh, yep. So week 17, that was when they played the Seahawks. Um, and there was that crazy Sunday night finish where they were, you know, a foot the Seahawks were a foot away from one in the West. Yep. Well, injuries crept up on the Niners that year because they played 13 games in a row. So they almost, they almost lost the division uh, because of that. And I think, um, you know, Questy was part of the 49ers organization that year Yeah. Um and at KOC they probably went to the NFL and said, Hey, this is this is ridiculous. We you talk about player safety, um, but we're gonna play thirteen games in a row for these guys. It's it's not fair. At least give us six games um and then have the pie. So it was nice for the NFL to do that for.
1: Them. Yeah. Well, I that baffles me. I don't know how I missed over that because when I was getting ready, I was looking, and usually the Vikings and Cowboys are at the top of my list for NFL, and I somehow just over it, but
2: well, we're playing the Bears,
1: so the I mean, Bears. Kind of, you probably the just Bears. looked at
2: it like that. Same, so.
1: same thing. Now, now, and <laughs> yeah. now
2: that we say that,
1: with the 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 Vikings are going to go lay in absolute. Actually, just they're just going to shit the bed and Justin
2: lose. Fields.
1: Justin, Justin Fields, Fields, is Fields is going to look like Ohio <laughs> State Justin Fields.
2: Like not. <laughs> eh, but like, nah.
1: But we'll 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 discuss this a little bit later in the show, but. But the, a win is a win, and that's – especially going overseas, playing in a completely different time zone. You're six out, six, seven hours, eight. I don't know. Oh, completely different time zone. I <laughs> believe they only went over there on Thursday. They didn't go there the whole week, correct? Correct.
2: They, yeah, it's either Wednesday or Thursday. They flew I think I they remember
1: left Wednesday let minneapolis thursday
0: afternoon and then would have got to london like tuesday morning or jesus friday morning
2: it's a long flight (laughs) Um,
0: and what's interesting you know there's been discussions on how nfl teams do this um do that do you get the game plan here in the states and then and fly over do you fly over and spend the whole week in london and nobody, nobody, nobody has the answer to that. But the Packers are the Packers are doing this week uh, what the Vikings did last yeah. week. Even Thursday afternoon, getting to London, then you know, fast forward Friday morning. Okay.
1: But I, the, I think the, the reason, like I was saying though, the Vikings, I had a couple of Vikings fans frustrated with the way this game played out. I think it was mainly because Kamara was out, Jameis was out, Andrews Pete was out, Michael Thomas was out, and Marcus May was out. Vi- they, they felt like the
2: Vikings should have won by more, but in the end, it's a win. I mean, Florio kind of said the same thing, PFF or whatever the hell oh, he yeah. is on uh, Pro Football Talk. He's um, an Eddie. He honestly is. Like, he was on K Fan. I was either, I think he's on, on Tuesday mornings, maybe, maybe, or something like yeah. that. But he was even saying the Vikings being re- one record should have an asterisk fight and all this stuff because they haven't beaten, they barely beat teams. I'm like, since. There's never really a time where NFL teams just absolutely annihilate teams that are worse than them. You like, can just say that.
1: Happen. You can say it in college where like Yeah. Like, the like Michigan barely beats, beats Army or Ohio yeah. State barely beats FAU or Nebraska barely beats Florida International or North yeah. Dakota. It's, Things like that where leader. the talent gap is so much bigger. The NFL mm-hmm.
2: they're
1: it's all professionals. Not. It's
2: not. Like, and it's like cool they beat a lions team that's absolutely might be the most improved team in the, in, in the freaking league like that's, they are best offense in the nfl good. right now that's the nfl they're good and honestly you can say dalton started how many seasons in the nfl he's not going to get blown out he knows how to keep the score score close he knows how to put drives together like he's been in the league for almost a decade but yeah he's these guys are still good and the Saints are, have a really good coaching staff as well. And they have a great
1: defense.
0: They have a great defense.
2: Like, piss off Florio. Go, go shove something of the Bears fans' asses. They're the ones that suck in the division. Somehow they're almost three and one. That's an asterisk if I've ever seen one.
0: Well, With Florio, it's weird because him and PA, they have some sort of weird rivalry. Um,
2: yeah. and Florio Florio? Florio's a Vikings fan too, isn't he? he's I don't, I don't know think he says he is but he disagrees <laughs> with pa all the time i thought he
0: was a steelers fan because he lives in west virginia like no. i kid you not say he's from west virginia i think he's from west virginia and, he is he is but you i would say
1: i thought i remember him saying at some point he was a vikings fan but well at maybe the, end not. Of the day and then, at the end of the day that guy is all covers the nfl but also hates football so there's yes. that yes
2: but uh, like, I, I, was, I was happy with the, how the Vikings played. I mean, the only thing I want different – they finally got J.J. going again, which was nice to see. They needed to get him going. Spent two games. He's basically been on freaking life support back there. But uh, they need to get the run game going. Like, there's no explanation for it. Four games in, Jalen Rager has your longest run of the year for the Vikings. That's 17 yards.
0: That's embarrassing.
2: The dude's probably on the field for 15, if not less than that, percentage of the snaps each game. Maybe, like, 15, we gotta get the skill. Maybe 15 offensive snaps all year. Yeah. It's like – it's crazy to me that Dolphin <laughs> hasn't busted a big one or something, but also you're playing very good defenses so far. Packers, Correct. Eagles, and uh, Saints defense. That's probably three of the top ten in the league, so I get it. Especially Packers D-line and the Eagles D-line – or not Eagles, uh Saints D line, those are two of the best in the league. So like I get where they're at, but you need to consistently get the run game going.
0: And when you're playing the Lions and at one point you're down 14 0 and then you're down 24 to 14, you're playing catch up. You have no opportunity to establish
2: yep. the run. Yep. Because the line run game, their run defense sucks. Like that's like the one knack on that team right now. And, but we well, can but- explain it because we were from behind the whole time.
0: Yeah, and their whole their whole defense is awful. I mean, they have the worst op- defense in the NFL in terms of points, and the best offense. That's just that's just crazy. Yeah,
1: they've they've scored yeah. the most points in the NFL, and they're one, in, one in and one and three. They're on yeah. pace up so far this year, boys. Five
0: hundred and ninety nine points, yeah.
1: which would be the
0: most in NFL history. And I I sat and I back and I thought, well, there's got to be some sort of asteriskness. That's because they're playing seventeen. games. No. no, the other team. The other worst defense of all time, besides them, on a 16-game schedule, only gave up 531 points. There's, in one game, there's not a 60-point difference. So this Lions defense, which we all said was very suspect coming into the year, <laughs> they better they better figure this out. Hard knocks is over. Um, it's, it's time for these guys to play.
2: Yeah, but think what? of that offense, though. They didn't have Amon St. Brown last week. Um, they didn't have uh, Swift. Swift. In, in well, William, Jameson Williams, a first-round pick, who arguably is the most pro-ready wide receiver out of the draft class, hasn't even touched the field yet. Like, that offense with that O-line could be absolutely lethal at, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, good, yeah, good for Jared Goff. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say really that. Great. Jared Goff redemption
1: story.
0: He looks good. better than Matt yeah.
1: Stafford right now. Literally. Stafford well, looks like
0: well, shit. Well, Jared Goff has someone who's protecting him. Matt Stafford, but also let's put this Lions offense up against the two best defenses, the NFL in four weeks (laughs) in the bills and 49ers. I think it would look a little different. I'm not saying it would be a lot better, but the bills and 49ers are going to do that to
2: teams. He he would not be sacked seven times. I will give him that. He might not score 30 points, but he wouldn't get sacked seven times.
1: Correct. But so I have a, I have an update on the, uh, the uh, question if Florio is a Vikings fan or not. Uh, I, I I'm getting my sources from Reddit, so make of it what you will. But 50-50 he, shot. He is a Vikings fan, and one of the reasons why they figured out he is a Vikings fan is he said once, I automatically assume if the Vikings play in Soldier
2: Field, they will lose. <laughs> I mean, it's totally fair. <laughs> That's a valid point. And on Wikipedia Wikipedia
1: it did say he was a Vikings fan and a former lawyer. He's a he was a lawyer.
2: Oh god, he I feel terrible for his clients. He never won a case. He's just he's just raking in money at that point. It's just yeah.
0: Like the lawyer who never goes to trial but always strikes a plea deal. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Every NFL player that's gotten in trouble is a lawyer of all time. He might be all of them. Yep, exactly. But,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, we'll go back uh, over to the States. We'll go down to uh, Texas where the Cowboys took care of the commanders, Redskins, whatever you want to call them,
2: 25-10. Redskins. We call Redskins. teams by their real names here, just like the Indians just won the division. Yeah, Redskins forever. Yeah, and uh, I got some
1: breaking news here. It looks it's like the – uh... The the protester tackled by Rams Bobby Wagner after running on the field files a police report against Wagner. Yeah, he,
2: he's saying it was obvious assault.
1: Ugh. Where's Adam <laughs> Schefter tweet? No, it's not only assault of Adam Schefter tweets assault. <laughs> uh, thank you, Miles Garrett, for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Th- Carson Wentz was assaulted by the Cowboys' defensive line all game. The Redskins' offensive line had no interest in protecting him or anybody. He was running for his life all day, continued on that best defense in the NFL. They were just in his face. It forced Wentz into some early throws. There were a couple of times where he had guys open. I can remember late in the game on a fourth and one where he had Terry McLaurin open and ended up throwing it deep to Dotson where he was covered by Trevon Diggs who had another really good game. I think he is growing up. I think he's learning to take his spots a little bit more. I think he's still, he still has that aggressive side to him, but there's times where in his rookie and second year where he would have gone for picks, but this year he's learned to bat it away where there was that fourth on that fourth down on the corner route where they were throwing it to Dotson. And, I think last year he definitely would have gone for a pick, probably would have missed it, and it would have been a touchdown this year. Knocks it away. They got the ball. I think that you're seeing some maturity there, which is huge. And well, then and on the-
0: Let's not forget, Trevon Diggs, he's a former wide receiver at Alabama. He still mm. has that dog in it where he wants to attack the ball. He thinks that's his ball to catch. So he's
1: still learning the nuances of playing defensive back here a little bit mm-hmm. well, and then the the interception you you saw it on the interception where he basically just turned into the receiver
2: and mm-hmm. caught it and then on the offensive side, I, I get we're a pro bison podcast here, but Carson wentz really sucks he's awful he's not good he <laughs> also terrible. he also doesn't have
1: an offensive line that wants to protect him, and I think that's just messes with him where he's he he just he doesn't keep his eyes downfield very well because he's always looking for the next guy coming in, which is affecting him where he isn't seeing the field, the whole field. Which that's something that you need to work on as a quarterback is you need to be when guys are coming in your face, you have to find a way to keep your eyes downfield, and which Cooper Rush has done a great job of when he's been rushed. He's been able to step up in the pocket and move around effect, effectively to where keep his eyes downfield and find an open receiver, throw it away or run, take off and run for it.
0: I just think though with, with, Carson, take away that 2017 year in Philadelphia, the years of abuse that he's taken, the amount of sacks that he's taken, there's almost some irreversible damage, damages oh, yes. that, that have been done to him where, you're 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 seeing people in your sleep now um you know he his depth perception could be off too he could see a defender in front of him that's three yards away and he thinks oh shoot this guy's going to be here in a second or a half a second i got to get rid of this i think just years and years of this abuse almost takes um your eye discipline away like you're saying dylan and it's just you're you're worried where that next hit's coming from and you almost can't come back from it
1: yeah yeah well it, it, it's hard when you guys get have guys coming in your face all game long, uh-huh. the uh, we'll move over to the offense, and Michael Gallup came back, scored a touchdown. He was a big part of the game plan a lot more than I thought. He only had two catches, twenty-four yards, but had that nice touchdown in the end zone. Noah Brown, and with him back, still have C.D. Lamb, who had a really nice game: six six catches, ninety-seven yards, touchdown, and then Noah Brown is looking like emerging. As that Cedric Wilson, that legit number three receiver, which I I've talked about that they really needed this year, and he looks the part. They've got a re- couple of good tight ends in Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson is looking, the rookie out of Wisconsin is looking really good, and the and you you have to give credit. And I there's been no secret how I am not a big fan of Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy, but they've had really good game plans these last three weeks without Dak. And I hope it continues because they're going into the teeth of their schedule right now with the Rams this week, the Eagles next week. So there's a possibility Dak will be back, but we'll talk about that later in the show. But, and then Brett Maher went four for four kicking and he looks, I I don't want to say I'm buying back into the Brett Maher hype, but right now he looks really good. Like I'm not, he doesn't look, like he, like some of those kicks at the end of his Cowboys tenure, where like the, the 30, 25 yarders that were just hanging on, he's kicking those with confidence and those are going straight through.
0: Well, yeah. And your point, you, you know, kicking is almost a lot like playing your golf game when you're on, you're on and, and nothing can go wrong. You know, you're going to shoot this right through the goalpost. You know you're going to put it into the fairway, but when you're off, oh boy you are off and you know there's there's nothing you can do but um nothing you can do because it's just it's going to go south uh and then for also for the special teams is it is it jim fossil is he still like a special teams coach yep. or is it jim, yep. john jim fossil yep. jim jim fossil you know and i, yeah. I think you know, ethan has said this for years about the vikings kickers um if you have a bad special teams coach like what well, the Vikings had and prefer. I think that also gets in your kicker's head too. So to have that leader in the room with the best special teams coach in the NFL on your roster, when your starting quarterback is out, and you're still trying to figure out your offense. When you got to win games with defense and special teams, when you got a guy like Jim
1: Fossil on your staff. John, that's... I just, I just looked it up. It was John. Jim so, was the, Jim was the head coach of the giants. He I think actually that was, just passed away recently, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 John,
0: it was John. John so is his name. You know, when you have a special teams coach like that and, a, and who was an interim coach when Jeff Fisher got fired for the Rams and when Dan Quinn, former head coach, uh, was your defensive coordinator. When you need great defense and great special teams, those are two guys I can feel confident with while your starting quarterback is out.
1: Yeah. And I hope they continue this game plan when Dak comes back, because this is this is that this is the way you win. And I think with Dak back, I think you can get a, you can make a few more plays than what rush can, but there's the way he's playing. They haven't turned the ball over. They moved the ball. Well, they didn't run the ball. Great. This game only 29 rushes for 62 yards, but they there's, there's room for improvement there. I think the O line, I think some of it is with the O line. I think they're still learning to work together and gel together and, the the rookie Tyler Smith looks like he is a really good draft been a good draft pick so far the guy is an absolute road grader when they are running the ball just need that chemistry to keep building and we'll see where it takes them
0: I mean yeah like I said you know that's that that's all you can ask for just you know get better each week have your rookie left tackle and the rest of your offensive line gel after missing some pieces last year and you keep this hot start up. You get
1: some confidence. You know,
0: hey, let's mess around and play some football games. See what happens.
1: Yeah. And another team that's playing some really good football are the Kansas City Chiefs. Took care of the Bucks, 41-31. And I, I, I just heard this over the internet. So, And if it's on the internet, it has to be true. But this game, the Chiefs really treated this one like it was a Super Bowl. I heard Grant already has a September Super Bowl champions shirt on the way. Chiefs came out big, and I heard they did what the Raiders did out in 2020 where they actually took a victory lap around Raymond James Stadium after the game was over. And the Bucs, they're going to be fine. They, they're they still working through some things. They've got some, you know, Brady, first game back with all of his weapons. O-line is still working on some things. The defense needs need, needed some work. I know that was going to be a lot uh, – something for the def- the defense was going to be the key to that success thought they would be able to kind of neutralize Mahomes a little bit but that game started off bad for the Bucks with a fumble right out the gate you give Pat Mahomes a short field you can just count yourself as being down 7 nothing and then another turnover and Patriots were, or the Bucs were playing from behind but Grant is has, when is your your September Super Bowl shirt getting here, and are you going to be wearing it on next week's podcast?
0: Well, I hate to break it to you, but the game was actually played October second. So um, same that, thing. First, that doesn't first,
1: first month Super Bowl week four September October.
0: That, that, that does not count because actually that shirt every year belongs to the Oakland Raiders.
1: Uh uh-uh, oh, no. I I heard it on the internet that uh, this is was they 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 un they unloaded the clip of their playbook they threw out all the stops for this game to win because they're not going to – if they play in the Super Bowl, they're not going to win. They're going to lose to the Ravens. I predicted it. <laughs> Grant, Grant is just, just – he's not going to say he's mad, but you can just see his facial expressions, Ethan, that he is just just like, I can't believe I'm having this discussion with these clowns. He wants
2: to swear at us, but he won't because he's a nice human. He doesn't swear in public. At least doesn't say some certain words. He wants yeah. to call us a certain word right now. <laughs> He's yeah. biting the lip. Oh yeah, he he wants it
1: now. He's it, so um, what, what 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 that's telling me, Ethan, is he a thousand percent bought since it's not September Super Bowl first month Super Bowl champion shirt that he'll be yeah, wearing on the yeah. next podcast.
0: I will not be wearing that shirt because um, okay. I did not because I did not order or I did not order said shirt. <laughs> um, You're
2: right, I ordered it for you. I knew you wanted not, it so bad that that a
0: boy I can't guarantee that I'll wear it but the thought the thought is there that since you ordered it for me that it will show up on my front step uh, but i I cannot guarantee that it will be worn but I can also not guarantee that it will not be worn
2: yeah it's your early Christmas present
0: and hey, that that a boy i I appreciate that so thanks thanks in advance for uh for that
2: Dylan Dylan's shirt says Jerry's daddy <laughs> My shirt says Jerry's Jerry's daughter. daughter, I don't know. One of the two.
0: So, or Jerry.
2: Jerry is his daddy. No, Jerry's daughter sounds better. Jerry.
1: (laughs) Jerry Jones. Oh, I'd be, I'd have a lot more money if I was Jerry's daughter. Sure. Yeah. Sign me up, whatever. (laughs) And you would, you would not be living where you were living now. No, I, I I wouldn't mind living here in the summer, but yeah, when it gets cold, yeah, I'll, I'll move down to Texas. I'll go hang with hang with Jerry, and maybe I can talk some sense into him. No.
0: That's that's not going to happen. The dude's almost 80, and he's worth how many billion dollars? You're, you're not going to knock any sense into that guy.
1: Well, uh, maybe yeah. technically no. I am too because we're family.
0: No, no, he's an old white guy. He doesn't listen to anyone who's younger than him. <laughs> <don't know.
2: laughs> Does he die before we're 40?
1: Yes. I think so. Oh shit! We are, uh, we are, we're what? Well, I'm twenty
0: thirteen. Ethan's to...
1: eleven. You're twelve. Yeah. geez. Why, why, why do you got to talk about like talk about us being forty? That's a long ways away. I'm gonna enjoy. I'm already closer.
2: I still. Oh, have. I graduated in 2012, not 2011. So thank you.
0: He was just born in '93.
2: Yeah. And... Yeah. I'm just old
1: for my
0: age.
2: And.
1: Well, I'm the youngest and and the prettiest. And uh we well uh, we we're talking about the Chiefs bucks. So what, Grant, what were your thoughts on the Chiefs bucks game?
0: I was it was glad they finally um, the Chiefs finally tried to establish a running game where they said, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to go after these guys." Like what I said last week. Um, Andy needs to stop doing these RPOs to just have these designed run plays. They were able to get you know, the offense in second and sixes and second and fives all night and slow that pass rush down because you can't rush the passer when, when you're tired from getting your butt kicked uh, in the running game all day. And then also when you look at that, these two running backs, Clyde edwards helaire and Isaiah Pacheco competing not only against the Bucks defense and trying to rip their heads off, but competing against each other. Collinsworth said that in the broadcast where, you know, Clyde, Clyde would have a nice run for seven, eight yards. Then later that drive, Pacheco would come in, and they, they were battling each other. So it was nice to see that friendly competition between the two guys and Andy getting this running game going by saying, you know what? We're going to design these plays. We're going to pull a couple backside, the backside guard, backside tags, and we're going to try to go at this Bucks defense. So I hope they do that going forward because if they do that going forward, and you're able to consistently run the ball like this with Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy drawing up these plays, uh, this offense would be hard to stop. You'll be, able, you'll be able to win a lot of football games playing like that.
1: Yeah. Well, and you, you talked about it. I I clipped a reel about it for our Instagram page, <laughs> which everybody should go follow three GTB podcast. And they, yeah, they, they looked comfortable. The line looked really good. And anytime where the bucks would try to make a comeback, the Chiefs will deliver a knockout punch.
0: Yeah, they never never got it back to within that one possession game
1: after it was seven to three.
0: When it was fourteen three Chiefs, it was always a two possession game from that. And, you know, when you're playing a team like the Bucks with Tom Brady at the quarterback spot, you're not gonna get stops, but you need to kick, you know, make them kick one or two field goals and then have a couple turnovers. And and that's that's what they did all night. And also it was nice to see on the offensive end. Juju Smith-Schuster getting a lot more comfortable. MVS had a couple nice passes and a couple drops, which has played him since his Green Bay days. But again, you get this running game going. You get Pacheco. Let the offensive line go forward. These receivers and Mahomes will get more chemistry. Could be a hard offense to stop. You're going to win a lot of football games with that.
2: Pacheco is yeah. good.
0: Yeah, he's shifty. He, he's hard to tackle. And you know he's got such a low center of gravity. There was multiple times where. You would you'd have guys like Devin White, Levante David, who could not bring them him down by themselves. They you needed two yeah. or three. And even then he kept driving and he kept plowing. Um and it just it, it looked like they took it to this Bucks defense and they were not ready to get hit in the teeth the way they were. The way that they did.
1: Yeah. And it Bucks, it was obviously a tough week for them with the hurricane being relocated and everything. But And then Mahomes, and between that and then Mahomes making the plays, he made some of the just the absolute acrobatic circus plays. It 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 was going to be an uphill battle from the Bucks for the Bucks entirely. And Grant, you're probably just a little bit disappointed that you weren't able to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. I you know it it sucks because you watch the game hindsight 2020. You know to you would have been able to go down and see that in person. It would have been it would have been great. It would have been you know a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, But you just You don't know With situations like that And it was nice You know my buddy Caleb He was able to go His brother took my ticket So at least two people Were able to enjoy the game um, After you know What was a long week For the people Of Southwest Florida You know And have a good time And then just See the show That both of these teams Put on
1: Sure And Chiefs Got got another big one Next week Which we'll get into In a little bit here But we'll go We'll shift back to the college game. Michigan takes on Indiana. It's like we talked about the big noon kickoff game of the week, 10 a.m. Mountain Time on Fox. They're uh, Michigan's a 22-point favorite, road favorite there. they Indiana coming off a loss against to Nebraska in Lincoln, which I didn't know this at the time, but they are they're three and two now. I, I thought for sure that might be the most quietest. Quiet three and two record out of anybody, who? But Indiana, they're three and two now. Or oh. yeah, three and two, and I I'm not sure how much they play. I know they're pretty well. They're pretty beat up. They've got some injuries going on. Uh, this their defense a
2: is- by Cincinnati.
1: That's yep. Right. That yep. Yep. That is- exactly. And and the Michigan needs to take advantage of the. I. Indiana defense that ranks in the bottom bottom in the way bottom half like in the oh I think they're almost cellar dwellers they probably are in a couple of categories for for their defense and then as far as on the defensive side goes for Michigan they got to build another build upon another strong week on their D line against the Indiana O line that's just not good I think Tom Allen's good days could be numbered as the Indiana head coach. I think that 2020 season was lightning in a bottle. It was just one of them weird years. They don't have the quarterback that they had with Michael Penix. And the other thing that I would really like to see out of Michigan in this game is I want to see them try to get more out of Donovan Edwards and CJ Stokes, try to get both of them more involved in the run game because i you can't continue this trend with Quorum of going 33 and 29 carries. I think you need to start getting those other guys, more touches, more involved, getting them more game reps, because down the season, they're going to be needed. And Edwards, he missed the two previous games. He played against Iowa. He was out with an injury. So hopefully they, and he played well against Iowa too, I thought, but, Try to get him some more reps, get him more involved in the running and passing game because he's really good catching the ball out of the backfield. And that's kind of what I hope with Michigan, hopefully a potentially a trap game. Hopefully they're not looking ahead to Penn State because going to Indiana, that is also a similar to what Indiana, NDSU has with Indiana State. That is a game where it's you got to bring your own energy. You got to bring your own juice. Because Indiana, as much as we've dogged the, I've dogged them talk as talking points. They're they're a good enough team that if you let them hang around, they're going to make things interesting and make you sweat it out.
0: When has has Michigan struggled in with games in Indiana of recent recent uh, years?
1: So 2020, they they lost to them in Bloomington, and then the year before that in 2019. It was close for like a quarter and a half, and then it. Was, I think it was tied 14-14, and then Michigan outscored them, and the final score ended up being like 45-14. But in 17, and every year, it seems like anytime Michigan and Indiana plays, Indiana gives Michigan their best shot. It's always just the ugly, rough and tough, just kind of a – battle of a game where Michigan kind of ends up playing down to the level of Indiana's level and that's what always makes the game interesting. In 2017 when they played, that game went into overtime and Michigan won and then 15 that was a double overtime thriller it was Michigan won like 52 to 45 or something like that and uh, even when they even when Indiana travels to Michigan stadium, it always seems like it is game is closer than what it should be. Mm-hmm. But it, if Michigan comes out and plays the way they're capable of, I don't see this game being close.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They really, really should just mop the, mop the floor with these guys. Cause you know, Indiana, they're just not on the same talent level as Michigan. And, you know, after last week having a good week of practice, probably going into Kinnick, and shutting those, those fans up. There's no reason they shouldn't do that two weeks in a row.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and,
1: and uh recent history just kind of proves the way this Michigan team has been is where the last two years, they haven't played stooped down to the level of the competition. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've pounced on teams and they pounced on them early where they haven't let those bad teams hang around, which the first, five, six years of Harbaugh's tenure, that, that was almost a staple where they just let teams hang around when they shouldn't have, and then they were in, able to pull things out. But these last two years, or 2021, and then this year, they, they haven't done that so far. So there's reasons for optimism on that. And I think, I think, I think, and I hope that, sh- that trend continues. But we'll move over. Iowa, Illinois. They tra- the Hawkeyes travel to Champaign looking to rebound from their loss against Michigan. Illinois is a three and a half point favorite. That game kicks off on Big Ten Network at 530. We got a huge total for this game, 35 and a half. Illinois is coming off a big win where they got Paul Christ fired, which, fun fact, I heard this today, or yesterday. They're there's been, I don't know how many college coaches fired this year. Do you know how many, how much these coaches are getting paid to not coach their respective schools or former schools? Um,
2: well,
1: Wisconsin's been 16 million. No, it, it was supposed to be. I think it got down to 11. It was, there was an agreement there, but. But well, like in 16, total, it like 69. 69- yeah. yeah. 60 million. Jesus. To That's not coach.
2: Here's another stat on this. If uh, Wisconsin would have won this game, Chris would have tied Bielma for wins at Wisconsin.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's what, 68 wins Bielma has? Something Chris like that. Bielma. Yeah, I
2: can't remember. Yeah, he would have tied him.
1: Yeah. That's ridiculous. Man, but I... The guy won nine games a year. They they fire him. This seems like a lot like what Nebraska did to Frank Solich. And I'm not saying that Wisconsin is Nebraska, but I think Wisconsin should be careful about what they've done. Yes, and I know you two aren't going to lose any sleep over it because uh, of who you guys cheer for, but that—that's just a well, and it's the nature of college football now, where that's going to be it, where they want to get a head start. And I, they, I think most of Wisconsin brass feels that if that they have the head coach on staff and they wanted to give him a shot. I think that that's kind of what this was about. It tells me giving Jim Leonard the, the and seeing if he is actually the real deal.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I agree. If you had Jim, if you don't have Jim Leonard on your staff, you don't make this move because who else in the country would, would, would want to take this Wisconsin job. If I'm Dave Aranda and Baylor, why would I leave the state of Texas to recruit these high school players in Texas? Um, you know, from a Jim, TV
2: marketing standpoint in the next couple of years in the conference. I mean, it, I think it's a possibility Yeah, for, for Baylor uh, for, for him to leave Baylor. If someone yeah. does call, which I think that's a very valid point. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I heard this from Ross Uglum who covers NDSU on 24 seven sports, but he heard that from sources that Lance, Leipold, that Wisconsin is his dream job, and there is a little bit of a connection there because he was the yeah, head coach of White Whitewater Wisconsin for a definitely. long time. Yeah. yeah. So there's that, but man, we don't want to talk about that cheese wasteland. So we'll go back to Illinois, Iowa. Illinois is four and one for the first time, and who knows? That Illinois D, and Ethan talked about it, is they are, they, they rank first in scoring defense in the Big Ten at 8.4 a game. This, is going to be a defensive battle. As we said, This total for the game is 35 and a half, which you, you, you almost have to bet the over, but I, I could totally see this game playing out to be a 13-10. I think this game is going to come down to, on the offensive side of the ball, which team is going to make less mistakes.
2: Isn't what Illinois' running backs name's Corbin, right? He is like, yeah. I think it's like seven straight games of 100 plus yards. Honestly, like, if he can, if they can't contain him, I, or even even slow him down, hold him under 60 or 80 yards, like you have a chance. If he gets over 100, I, I think Illinois wins uh, pretty. Not maybe not easily, but I don't think Iowa can put up the points versus Illinois defense, especially on the road night game. Which I know Champaign's not the craziest atmosphere ever, but at the same time, these fans don't even know what the hell this feels like. They, they've never had a big game like this in probably a couple of decades. So I don't think anyone knows what to expect there this weekend.
0: Well, yeah, I, I I would agree. And you know, you see people sit back and say, "Oh well, Illinois, they're four and one. The one real you know team before Wisconsin last week. They played Indiana. They lost twenty three to twenty,
2: which they should have won. They should have won." Should've been, you know, yeah, won. Yeah. But,
0: but also, these players and coaches don't care. You play who's on your schedule. Mm-hmm. And you know, for i for Iowa's sake here, this is more or less a game where the season could fall apart if the, if you lose this football game. Yeah, you fall to three and three, and the imploding button is going to hit because you still have to play Nebraska, you still have to play Minnesota, you still have to play Wisconsin, and you still have to play Ohio State. So hypothetically <laughs> speaking, boys, in Purdue and. Uh, Northwestern, we know we know we, knew, we know Purdue gives Iowa trouble. So let's let's play this hypothetical game. If you can't beat in Illinois, if you lose to Illinois with this with this rushing attack and this defense they have, you're sitting at three and three. You, I think you're looking at lucky
2: to be five and seven. I was gonna say, find three more wins is freaking hard.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So this game is so important for just the morale of this team. Because if the defense goes out and they play their hearts out again, but the offense just can't move the ball enough and they're on the field, eventually their their will to live, you know, it's a big thing to say, it's going to snap and this defense is going to break. And if they don't get these turnovers, like what Ethan and I said last week, this defense will fold. And the morale and the moxie this team has is just—it's going to go on the toilet. So this game is huge, just to try to keep your confidence up for this year. Um, forget the Big Ten West standings. I know it's an absolute joke right now. Northwestern's—you know—one and zero in the conference, and they're leading it. And, you know, people, in Iowa City, well,
1: six-way okay. tie at one and it's one.
0: What? what was that?
1: It's like a six-way three, tie three, at one yeah. and one. Yeah. Is it it is a six-way way tie. Something Six
0: like that. Five. Yeah. Six or five, um, you'll probably have some people in Iowa City. Oh, anything is possible. the one and one. Well, let's just saying that. Let's pump the brakes here, folks. Um, Nebraska, shut
2: the fuck
0: up. <laughs> um, if they don't figure this out, and you go to one and two in the conference, it it could be a long year, and, and it it it, it it'll, it's going to be bad because, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna lose the locker room. The fan base is not going to have any confidence in the administration. The administration is going to have questions for the coaching staff. So this game is huge just to try to get your confidence back and try to win some games and get going for the rest of this football
2: season. Say they go five and seven or whatever it would be. Does Kirk retire?
0: He will. That's a great question because if he wants to – keep coaching like what he said last year he said i don't have any other hobbies you know his the line he used was i don't watch birds so he's a football guy mm-hmm. but he's you also have to think someone's going to get in his ear and say you you have to change your offensive identity you can't yeah, have your
2: he's, not, he's, he's not gonna
0: he's not gonna fire his off his son but you got to think the administration and everyone else is going to have to sit back and say we don't want to fire him, but you have to move on. And if you don't move on, you're both losing your job. And you do mutually agree to part ways with your offensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know, but if you go four and eight, five and seven, these questions are going to come up because Wisconsin, they got ahead of this curve. You look at Iowa, Wisconsin are kind of going down the same path in terms of the football program. They're stuck in 2005 with the way they, their philosophy and how they want to play. Um, it could be some dangerous times ahead if you don't adapt to the current times. And also what's going to stop. Um, let's say, you know, Keenan Johnson from saying, you know, Charlie Jones left to go to Purdue and he's, he's had a nice year. What happens to these, all these other receivers on your off, on your offense, Sam Laporte's going to be gone after this year. Then you're going to have no skilled players going into next year. So this, like, this is a big game for the future of this program, this team and this coaching staff.
2: Well, the weird thing about the Brian preference thing is that's not – the final decision isn't Kirk's because he doesn't report to Kirk. He reports to Gary.
1: And that's so what I'm saying. the
2: call would be from Gary. And, and, and Kirk's, you, obviously, his opinion very much matters more than anyone's, obviously. But, yeah. but Gary's the one that, that puts the kibosh on it if it would ever
0: happens. So then I would hope if some, if Gary doesn't want to fire his head coach or his head coach doesn't want to part ways or, you know, retire – you know, Gary's going to have to make that uncomfortable call and tell Kirk, you have to make change because, you yeah. know, this, this it's been trending downward for five years. And like what Dylan said to start the podcast, this episode tonight, fourth and two, you throw a one yard route. You have a right-handed quarterback and you roll out left. That's unacceptable. He doesn't have the arm strength of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen to do that. And his footwork is terrible. Um, and then why you have an, a former offensive lineman coaching your quarterbacks is also just um, it's, it's football malpractice. So Iowa, like I said, if if they lose this game and they go to three and three and things go south quick, things are going to have to change.
1: Well, and I saw this on Twitter during the Michigan game. People tweeting about out about how they wanted Alex Padilla and how, comparing this situation to. The Ricky Stanzi and whoever the quarterback was before him, and C.J. Beathard, Jake Rudock situation. The difference is, you've both both Ricky Stanzi and C.J. Beathard are NFL quarterbacks. Alex Padilla is not an NFL quarterback. They're both both Petras and Padilla are equally just as bad. You're getting the same quarterback with both of them throwing either one of them out there
0: correct but i think at this point you've seen peaches for two and a half years you got to see what else is on your roster and, and especially if if you continue to go be three and three after this saturday and if you lose games you have to look into the future you can't tell peaches hey you know what you're going to give you your COVID year back and come be your starting quarterback that's not the case there has to be a new starting quarterback on your roster next year and if padilla is your backup you got to give him more than one start against Minnesota last year to see if this is the true sample size. And, and, and if he's not, let's say you give him these next six games or five games to end this year. If he's not, you're either going to have to do something in the transfer portal, which this team doesn't want to do, or you have to look at how you've recruited your quarterbacks in these last couple of seasons and say, are one of these, the guy, but at this point you almost have to get Petrus out of there. Cause you know what he is, you know, he's awful. And just see if, See what Padilla has for the love of God! I mean, it can't it can't get any worse than this. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not saying they need to be pro quarterbacks, but something has to be better than what this is right now.
1: This is this is just awful. They need well, if you, if you got what you got out of Nate Stanley, all, another also another NFL quarterback, but oh yeah, ex- exactly. You know, you kind of
0: you know Stanley, he drove you crazy at some games, but yeah, there's sometimes a lot of these these last three years where you're just like just had. Nate back.
2: Yeah,
1: and, well, they don't, and we'll, we'll we'll find out more what happens on Saturday night, but we'll move back over to the NFL. Cowboys play the Rams, the 225 game on Sunday on Fox. They're a, Cowboys are actually a four-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. Biggest keep, you got to neutralize 99. Can't let him have a day. They need to find a way to run the ball because, like we said, when they played Washington, 29 carries, 62 yards. That's not going to do it against a good team like the Rams. They have to find a way to get Pollard going also, who did not have, who had his worst game of the year, Eight, eight carries, six yards. And the one thing I will say on both sides of the ball, or I guess I shouldn't say both sides, but on the defensive side of the ball, I expect Micah Parsons, that pass rush, to be effective and get after, get a couple of sacks on Stafford and cause problems for him, which the O line on the Rams have not done, has not been what it was and what won them the Super Bowl last year. And on the and then as far as receivers go, is I, I think you you shade. Cooper Cup, you put a safety shade over Cooper Cup, and then you make everybody else beat you because, as this is proven, the Rams just don't seem interested in running the ball this year, which they is why they won the Super Bowl last year is because they still were effective at running the ball and were a run first team, but they don't they don't seem interested. Acres is a, is a shell of himself. Daryl Richardson isn't the answer. Either. So I, and I think the Rams are in that Super Bowl hangover spot where it's a lot of games that's kind of wearing on them. Stafford had a off-season surgery. This Rams team isn't the team we thought they were going to be going
2: into the season. They suck. That left tackle spot's just killing them. Yep, with uh, Whitworth retiring.
0: Well, and, and, you know, to your point, they need they need a number two receiver because over these last two games, what is two per cup? I think I saw had, was it 14 receptions or maybe it was 14 receptions the other night and the other receivers on the roster have two? Yeah. You know, well, they're, they're, they, they're, they just
1: they're, paid a lot of money to Allen Robinson, Robinson. He hasn't done anything.
0: And I tell you what, they're missing Odell Beckham Jr.
1: And Robert Woods.
0: And, Ro- and Robert Woods. Um, you know, I think I think Sean McVay and Les Neat, they they bet on McVay in this offense and Matt Stafford. But this is also what happens when you don't play in the preseason. It's it's catching up to these teams. Um, and they spent, you know, their payroll is top heavy. Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, Cup, Aaron Donald. Donald. You Ooh. once you get past those, you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of depth on your roster. And like what Ethan said, you lose Whitworth, it's going to catch up to you. And no. even even then, their whole offensive line has just not been good. Stafford's been sacked, I think, what, on average four times in each game. This year, you're going to, you're going to get your quarterback killed. He's going to go back to his Detroit days where he's just he's, – he's running for his life and he can't do anything else. And then also, the Rams' defense has missed Von Miller. Besides Aaron Donald, who do they have that's putting pressure on the other team's quarterback? They have nobody. Uh, so they 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 have a lot of issues that they need to fix. And I don't know if they can because I don't know if they have a cap space to do that.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, the, Jalen Ramsey is doing his best Tyron Matthew impersonation. That's the, all he's been good for this year is just sticking his arms out like, what's going on?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they, yeah, there's just, there's just not... They're they aren't that team. And I think Grant, both you and I had them winning winning the West. And I think maybe as they come as the one seed coming out of the NFC. That had them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, and Ethan had him in the Super Bowl. Well, it it's uh it's not looking good. And the 49ers look like they possibly might be we might have a rematch right now. If I had to uh, decide who was gonna be the uh what the Super Bowl matchup was going to be. I'd probably have to say chiefs 49ers at this point.
0: I had the 49ers. So let's, let's not forget about that.
2: <laughs> Just with a different quarterback.
0: Just with a different quarterback. Yeah. yeah.
1: But
2: yeah, I, I, th- th-
1: I like this matchup for the Cowboys. I know they've struggled with the Rams as of late, ever since Sean McVay has taken over. But I think what the Cowboys do really well, the Rams struggle with, I think, I think they'll be able to get pressure for Stafford into some, into some turnovers that he is known for. Give Cooper Rush in that offense a short short field. Hopefully they're able to capitalize off it. I, I it's a four and a half point spread in favor of the Rams. I, and I'm two and zero, oh, or actually no, three and zero. Oh, actually, picking the Cowboys this year to cover. And I, I'm thinking I might have to might do that again, so stay tuned on that one. I don't blame it. But that's, uh, that's enough Cowboys talk. We'll move over to the Midwest where the Vikings play the Bears. That's a 11 o'clock game on Fox. And Justin Fields is on track to complete the fewest amount of passes in NFL history. I think he's on track to complete, like, 143 or something I saw, he's got like, I don't even know how many he has. It's I think it might be like, it's like 43 completions through four games. But so, um, this is a game the Vikings, you know, we talked, I talked about the uh coming out where they didn't play as well. I think this is a get-right game for the Vikings. I, I expect them to get instead of settling for field goals in the red zone i expect them to get touchdowns this bears team is not good at all he's got and i have, this is fields fields is 34-67 on the year 470 yards two touchdowns four interceptions yikes wow
0: that's that's awful
2: but he's their savior let's not forget he's that city's savior
0: you know, also he doesn't he doesn't stand a chance. His no. receiving is terrible. His offensive line can't block for him. They didn't have a first round pick this year because they traded for him. Their first two picks were on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this Bears organization, Bears team, they have a long way to go. Um, they have a long way to go, but somehow they're two and two. Doesn't doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> that and, was uh, that was the don't make sense game of the week last week was. Bears-Giants, at the end of the day, one of those teams is going to be 3-1. and one.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think you're right, Dylan. I think this is a get-right game specifically for the run running game. Yeah. Uh, Bears suck uh, in, in the running game. They're pretty freaking terrible. Keem Hicks has gone. They don't, they don't have anyone to fill it. Um, teams have been running over them all year. I expect Dalvin to do the same. I'm hoping he finally busts one where PA can yell, he's loose! Mm-hmm. But – Hopefully, who knows? But I'm hoping for like a 40-plus yard touchdown.
1: There you go. They're a seven-point favorite. I should add. I just saw two. Yeah, they think know they are. They know. are. Third biggest spread of the week.
0: And then um, also, you got to think this could be a this should be a game where um, hopefully Daniel plays and you know want him, if Sedarius can't go, where this pass. I think Sedarius
2: is fine. They said he's going. He's back at practice already. And, and back at practice. Okay. Good. So. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, they continue, continue continue to improve that each week because, you know, sure, the Vikings secondary is not the best, but this Bears receiving core is worse than the Packers, and they should they should be able to put the clamps down on these guys pretty quick, and, um, you know, you'd hope make Justin's life uncomfortable, make sure he's running for his life to get to, you know, 3-0 and in the division and 4-1 and on the year. That's not much of a better start you could ask for. Through your yeah. through your first five games, you know to be three and zero in the division, and then to be four and one heading into uh, a game against Miami before you buy.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's another winnable game because you don't know what's going to happen with Tua, which Correct. we haven't talked about yet, which scary scary situation. And so luckily, that sounds like the worst case scenario was avoided. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back by the end of the year, but. I yeah I, I expect the Vikings to take care of business, move to four and one, and we'll move down, down go down a little bit farther in the Midwest to Kansas City where they play the Chiefs play the Raiders on Monday Night Football. They are also seven point favorites. The only ch- tie, only way the Raiders have a shot in this game is, and this has been a recurring theme with them and Derek Carr at quarterback is. They move the ball 20 to 20 and then they settle for field goals. You uh-huh. can't do that against the Chiefs. You got to find ways to get touchdowns. That is the only way the Raiders are going to have any shot on Monday night because that crowd's going to be rocking. And Mahomes, the, the Chiefs just look like they are on a mission this year.
0: Well, and, you know, also, you know, it's week five and the Chiefs have only had one home game. Um, it was that, you know, that Thursday night game against the Chargers. So, and coming off last week's stumping against Tampa Bay, coming home against, you know, a hated rival, none of those fans in Kansas City like anything to do with the Raiders. Uh, people of Las Vegas or the people of Oakland, you know, they're going to be jazzed up. They're going to be ready to roll. Um, so I, I just – I hope the Chiefs come out and they do what they did again last week. Run the ball and, and dominate the line of scrimmage and make this Raiders defense feel – um, unbalanced that they can't they can't stop the Chiefs they don't know what's coming their way any adjustments the Raiders try to make the Chiefs have an answer for it and uh you know this Raiders defense it hasn't been great to start the year it hasn't been hasn't been awful but um get ahead jump out on them early make Derek Carr throw the ball and then this week you know Shadow Devontae he gets double teamed off the bus and then make these other receivers, you know, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, beat you slowly and slowly, uh, you know, d- down the field. And then this Raiders rushing game hasn't been going strong at all this year. So don't let Josh Jacobs get going because, you know, when the Raiders have beaten the Chiefs over these last, you know, couple of years, a few times that they have, it's been be- because they have the running game going and they're able to kind of slow the game down and keep this offense on the side.
1: Yeah. I – I, I would expect. I think Chiefs win, and cover, and probably the over. I don't know what the over is, but I probably, I I might be uh might be, might tickle my fancy, and I might uh, splurge on uh, on that game.
2: Are and- you gonna touch the the line? That's fourteen. I think it's um, Pittsburgh and California. Buffalo. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's like the biggest spread in the NFL in like two decades.
0: Uh, you know it's like 14 and a half. Cause the game's in Buffalo.
1: It's it went 14. down to 14. It's
2: 14. Oh, it's down to 14. The well, next you
1: know, closest is eight and a half. <laughs> but the thing about that guys is I I, I might just be tempted to go with the Steelers because this seems like a game where Mike Tomlin will empty, unload the clip. He will throw everything at this game and the Steelers might just mess around and find out and, Might find a way to stick because the last time they played in Buffalo week one last year, the Steelers came out with a win.
0: Let's also not forget, though, that someone by the name of T.J. Watt was on the field that day.
1: Oh, which is also a crazy stat I heard this week, too, is they are 0-7 when he doesn't play. Exactly. And if he doesn't
0: play on Sunday, um, that could be dangerous because the the Steelers defense has been giving up yards this year without T.J., and and if you don't have TJ after, um, you know, last week when Buffalo played in that monsoon against Buffalo, you get them at home with with those Buffalo people going, they breaking tables in the morning. Um, that that number one defense or number two defense in the league, going up going up against a rookie quarterback. If they get an interception or two, to your point, guys, this this could get ugly fast.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Without. I mean, well, And this was the last week when they beat the Ravens, that was their first one possession game win in like two and a half years or something crazy like that.
0: Last like, yeah, I think 20 regular season wins before that, they're all by like double digit points.
1: Yeah. Or they lost by a possession.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's enough football talk. Uh, The MLB season wrapped up this week. Aaron judge hit his AL record breaking home run 62 over Roger Maris. La- on Tuesday night in Texas, the guy that caught the ball is worth like 109, runs a company that has like, was, he owns like Fisher Investments and he is worth like $197 million. Oh, good for
0: something him. Something
1: like that. So it's oh, like, man. that's that's a guy that really needs to catch a ball because that's probably going to be what Aaron, Aaron Judge's next contract will be worth.
0: It. I'm thinking a little higher than that. It
1: w- well, it depends on how many years. True type of thing but yeah, i don't think he's gonna be going
2: i don't think he's gonna be staying in new york well he might go to the mats yeah but if i go to the dodgers that's cool that's be real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's there, there ain't even any room well i mean i don't know what you would do because they still got bellinger mookie betts chris taylor and well yeah I, <laughs>
2: yeah
1: you could you could and yeah, sixty-two home runs. He had a shot at the triple crown. I I don't know. Did did eyes hang on to the Arise uh, won it. Yeah, It is Nice. Yeah. judge didn't play today.
2: So at least Twins won something. Jeez, they did. But well, the lowest batting average I think since like the nineteen eighties to win the batting title. But who gives a shit? They they, they screwed the ball over. It doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, and well, the Twins were uh, they they faded faded fast. Hopefully there'll be some changes as far as the uh manager goes and see I what else happens. I don't think the manager but,
2: goes anywhere, but I think pitching coach and hitting coach very well you can look at getting the hell yeah. out of there.
1: I, I agree
0: with Ethan. I think I think you give this front staff in Rocco one more season. I I'm, and I'm it's done kind of with him. I mean we've already
1: seen I mean he, he he's too much this is the same story with the twins all the time. Anytime there's an injury, a guy cuts his finger, cutting his nails, he's out for three weeks, and then they, under they, just any sense of trouble, he pulls the pitcher. They pull pulls pitchers way too early. We we we've seen it. I don't expect things to change. It, they're better off just cutting bait and going in a new direction? Because I don't see a if lot. If they get direction.
2: rid of him, there's only one person I'd want. That's James, James Rousen. He was our hitting coach three years ago when we like went absolute batshit crazy. And we were the Bomba, all the Bomba squad. Like, get him back here. Like, he he knows how to coach hitting. It was stupid.
1: Yeah. And we'll do a, we'll do a, we'll preview the MLB playoffs after, after all the wild cards are settled. Because that's starting on, Friday, Friday this week. Yeah. yeah. And I feel bad for anybody who was a Mets fan because they were, uh, they had a ten and a half game lead over the Braves in June and lost it. And they're good chance. They, uh, they don't make it out of the wild card because Padres are as hot of a team as ever, but. And they're not their best two features No, but we'll, we'll move. It. Oh, the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they use yeah, Scherzer and Degrom. And, oh, poor poor Frank the Tank. Feel bad for that guy. That guy lives and breathes the Mets, and he called it all year long that this was going to happen, and it did. Yeah. Oh. But But well, we're we're just going to discuss AL NL MVPs. I think the AL is pretty. There's not much of a debate here. It's going to be Aaron Judge. I think the real question what
2: you. If she, depends if you like Show yeah, I was the people say- who love Sohei are gonna die on a bridge for that guy. Even though say- they were
1: seventy three I- and eighty seven, I think, think the real question eighty nine whatever.
0: The real question for the AL MVP is going to be this: is it unanimous or not?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, it shouldn't be though. Justin Verlander should be getting some votes. Honest to God, the dude's thirty nine, get a sub two ERA yeah. at thirty nine, coming-, coming off of Tommy John. <laughs> like that's. Freaking insane! Well,
1: well, have you seen his wife? That 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 explains a whole lot for like for,
2: that'll for never happen again. No, let alone a thirty-nine year old with a sub-two ERA, and then coming up with Tommy John on top of that. That's like that's like I don't even know, like fucking create a player on on steroids.
0: Well, yeah, that that's a that's to make my player on on the show, and you're just like I'm gonna jazz all my abilities up to ninety-nine just just to mess with these
2: people. Yeah. yeah, improve how. Like, I'm all for Judge. He should get it. It's it's obvious. But let's (laughs) not just set this aside. Like, Verlander was, like, a fucking god this year.
0: Well, and, you know, but here's the best part. Judge will win MVP, but just like in life here, boys, death, taxes, and the Houston Astros winning the ALCS in six games. It's going (laughs) to happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, manager of the year probably has to go to Terry Francona because –
0: I would agree. Yeah.
1: I ended up winning it by 10 games. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just incredible. Or, or, or do we want to – and I know this is a shock, but I can't believe Tony La Russa isn't coming back this year – or next year. He should win
2: manager of the year. He fucked that
1: team. <laughs> 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 uh, but we'll, uh, we'll shift over to the NL. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't – I thought we were – I thought the, the MVP was a unanimous – like similar to what the NFL was, but no, it's AL So I I dropped the ball on that one. So where have you been, my guy? You didn't know oh, that. Buddy. I did just know? I've been so focused football that I kind of. Well, split my this mind. has been but going on. This has been going on for I years. I know. I don't. I couldn't name any MVP of either the American League or National League the last three to five years. I I I'd don't heard think of a I could. Guy by the
0: name of Bryce Harper.
1: The most overrated
0: player
1: ever. in the MLB. Yes, I would agree. Paid I agree. I'm not a not make the playoffs.
0: I agree, but you should you should at least know that now, my guy. Come on. Yeah. Well, now I do. Learn something. What's going to I educated you guys so. So. to start
1: the show. To end the show, you guys are educating me. See, this is a, you know, we we never we can never stop learning. That's how we grow, guys. You know, well, who's your pick?
2: Who's your pick then, Mr. Uneducated? I I'm, I'm
1: just going to go with uh, the article I got off of CBS Sports. I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. 3.19 <laughs> batting average, 106 runs, 35 home runs, 114 RBIs, and probably led the National League with seven stolen bases. <laughs> and I I I am joking for the people that think I'm serious about leading the National League, but the 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 Cardinals might have for two could have two of the top two candidates. of the top four, yeah, two of the top, top four, between uh Arenado and then Aaron Otto. After that, I Freddie Freeman had a really good year in his first year in L.A. Machado played really well, but you, uh, we'll, we'll we'll do a we'll do a playoff bracket. I think next week. What do you guys say for that? Why not?
0: Yeah. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all down for that. I'm all, I'm all down for to acting smart, and not knowing
1: shit about the playoffs. You I mean, guys, <laughs> this is what we do, baby. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, every, every year it's going to come down to which bullpen pitches the best. Yeah. And well, do you guys still have your uh, predictions from the uh, start of the year that we did?
2: I don't know. I'd have to look. I doubt okay. it. Well, I, think I, I agree. Who's your NL pick? You should I... get a little bit of a, of a surprise. I think I said the – did I say – I either said the Braves. Oh, I meant NL. The, I, meant, I meant NL MVP, sorry. Not, not the oh,
0: playoffs. Oh, I, I – I, as of right now, unlike Dylan, I did my research, but we ended up with the same player. I went with Paul Goldschmidt. Thank you. Uh,
2: Vindication, baby!
0: <laughs> just because, you know, and the, other, the guy I had in second was Freddie Freeman, um, but the, the guy I had in third was a player that Ethan's going to talk about. But when I just look – when I look at um, that Dodgers roster, they're all – it's so loaded. Freddie Freeman, his war was was 5.7, and Goldschmidt's was 7.8. You know, I get would just beat him by a fraction of a point or 7.9. But to lead the Cardinals in batting average and home runs and RBIs and have an on-base percentage of 4.04, you're just – you're doing so much for your team. And if you can't score runs in baseball, you're not, you're not going to win a lot of games. And this is also maybe – a a little vindication for Goldschmidt for all those years he spent Arizona he's finally going to get the credit he deserves for how he's a damn good baseball player um and you know the fact the Cardinals they won their division the central kind of running away um and I I I think you have to look into that and just you take him or are off that team and the Cardinals they're not who they are it's cool to see Albert and Yachty get their you know farewell tour and Albert did 700 career home runs, but Goldschmidt was the engine um, to that team in St. Louis this year. And that's why I think he'll be NL MVP.
2: Well, Grant, Grant kind of gave mine away, but uh, yeah, I'm going with James Dansby Swanson. Attaboy. But you know, his first name was James, so I, had, I kind of had to reel him there for a second. But um, coming into the year, like I don't think anyone really expected Atlanta to really be as nearly as good as they were last year. Uh, especially, I mean, you lose Freddie Freeman, you you kind of lose the heart of your team essentially. Like he was basically why they won the World Series last year. Like let's let's be real. But uh Dansby, he really came in and filled that role. Like he definitely 100% took the leadership role. I mean, I know they traded for Matt Olson, but Acuna, I don't even know if he played any games this year. Yeah, he did.
1: He did played. He, play he, any? he had the uh, he had the game-winning catch. He had the catch. He had the but catch against the
2: Mets. Yeah, he, I don't came know how many back- games he played this year. He- you look that up while I'm talking. Yeah. But uh, so so Dansby uh, hit 277, 25 homers, 96 RBIs, 18 stolen bases. So sorry, Dylan, but Kolchman did not lead the NL uh, stolen bases. I was so close, you though, correct? Right? You were close. He's up there. He might be third. Um, but uh, he just had that leadership, and honestly, like to come down from 10 games back in J- in June like you mentioned to to take the division the last week of the year and every time they needed a hit it was Dansby. I've been saying this since July. I've been mentioning this to Grant multiple times. I was like watch Dansby, watch Dansby, watch Dansby. And someone finally tweeted it out yesterday linking him to the NL MVP and I I'm shocked it took a national writer this long to actually see how much of an impact he's had on this team. Uh He's been absolutely the best player on that team, and it's not even close. Yeah, so uh, Acuna, he played in 119
1: games this year. 119, okay. Yeah, had a batting average of 266. He hit 15 home runs, 50 RBIs, 29 stolen bases, drew 53 walks, 126 strikeouts. Ooh, that's yeah. a lot of strikeouts. That is, that's his second most he had. He had 188 his in 2019, and then his rookie year he had 123. But that that's Ronald Lacuna's stats. I'm sure he's still well. Now it's you play 119 games. You're you're basically back to full strength at this point. But
2: also some, another stat on Dansby, he didn't miss a single game this year. 162 games played. You don't see that much in baseball anymore no, either. No, he's like basically modern-day Cal Ripken, Ripken. yeah, going, in, playing the World
0: Series. You know, playing into late October, November last year into that World Series. That's that's a quick turnaround uh, with this offseason to not miss some press.
1: Crazy. Yeah, and his and, and Acuna's WAR was two point six, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think you get the Mariners who haven't been back, been in the playoffs since two thousand one. That that's going to be cool to see. I, I'm sure T-Mobile Park is going to be absolutely electric. That's that they host a
2: game. Well, are oh, they ho-
1: are they hosting the Rays?
2: Did no, I- they're on the road. I believe. Oh, no, they're they're Ra- on- no, they switched. The Rays play Cleveland now. Yeah. That's- so this
1: is, these are the these are the Friday matchups right now. It is is the the Rays go to Cleveland play the Guardians. That's uh, that that's a <laughs> the game starts at ten o'clock on. Friday and then 10 a.m. for you, yeah, 10 and you 07. Just... And then it's, well,
0: you know, are there? I think they're all trying to play three game series, so they're probably trying to get yeah. four in one day, yeah. And
1: it's, probably. it's Phillies, Phillies, Cardinals, and then Mariners, Blue Jays. That game's in Toronto, and then Mets or Padres, Mets. So, so is it, both it the, the lowest game?
2: atmosphere is there,
1: yeah? Well, e- either, either. Mariners, Blue Jays, either one is going to be absolutely crazy. Like the Joey Bats yeah. game when they mm-hmm. played God, Texas back in we, we were
2: at
1: we were at we and Horns watching that. I remember that. That was that, was, that was when we all lived together. Yeah, and that apartment's still standing somehow. But, <laughs> and then yeah, Padres, Mets. So is it the lowest? Division? So the lowest, the lowest division plays the lowest
0: wild card. What? so 3-6 okay. and 4-5 and it's a three game series
2: first two were yeah. on the i think so it's all, it, i think, it think
0: it's all three for the home game i believe i think the home oh, team is has it all three, three. okay i That's believe
1: bullshit. yeah all three yeah. all they're all three so all three are between mariners blue jays and toronto all three between rays guardians in cleveland all three padres mets in city field and then all three
2: Phillies Cardinals are in St. Louis. Okay. I'll be interested to see how many Guardians or Indians fans actually show up because I feel like they haven't had the best of crowds the last couple of weeks. But I mean, who, it's the playoffs. People they haven't show up. they
1: haven't yeah. had them all year. I think I think yeah. they pissed a lot of people off when they changed their name.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: And well, we'll, we'll no, stay in the base.
2: Oh, um, oh, go ahead, Grant
0: um who uh trading Lindor last year still to the Mets yeah still stings you know still stings he's your franchise player who's the some people he's the favorite player of that franchise and you change your name to that awful name I don't think people wanted to get behind it
1: no and they have a sweet like I I actually have a Cleveland hat it's the uh it's the blue with the red sea I love that logo
2: mm-hmm.
1: and but did you this is from a few weeks ago and we'll uh last thing we'll have on baseball, but is, uh, there was a barstool was doing a live stream and they asked Frank, Frank, the tank, if he believes in God and he goes, yes. And I believe he hates the Mets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Minnesotan fan of any sport. It's very true. And
1: it was, uh, and uh, we'll we'll I guess we'll stay in the baseball realm, but we'll finish, put a bow on this show by uh, kicking it over to Ethan for curveball of the week, or is this splinker of the week? We no, we'll find I don't out know, I haven't here. decided yet.
2: But uh, all right, if you could have designed one candle, what would it smell like? What what would the what would the flavor of the smell be? Oh, flavor of the smell. I don't. I'm not
1: trying to eat the candle. No, but you, it's just, you, you, you you walk in and you, you know you, you smell something, nice. yeah. Be, the, the smell, why, 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 why flavor? It, it, it's a kid. flavor, just
2: like when you have multiple soaps in your shower, they're flavors. It's, it's, of soap. It,
1: no, no, it's it's the scent, it's not the flavor, it's the scent.
0: <laughs>
2: why am right, I why choice? we're arguing? This, I don't know because <laughs> it's curve following. Oh, that's. <laughs>
0: bitch what would i want the scent i can't get this wrong because we're going to start world war three if i say <laughs> something else besides i started
2: earlier this week so i mean <laughs> literally
0: oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's awful because that's so true but back to the mirror of positivity here what would i want this scent to be um Yeah, this is this is a splinker because because it's a tough one.
2: It's a tough one. I can go first if we want with you want me to. I've obviously had time to think of this. Yeah, go ahead because you yeah, you was... you you foreshadowed
1: on this one too. That you had a really good one last week.
2: Yeah. Um. So I would go with fresh cut grass.
0: Dude, I was thinking that.
2: Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs>
0: I was thinking, you know, either like, you know, the smell of fresh cut grass in the summer, or, you know, y- you have a bonfire in the backyard. Or, Those are
2: the two you I know. was going to choose. You know, I, so... <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> That's amazing.
0: Also, you know, I don't know how this would be as a candle, but oddly enough, I love the, the smell of gasoline, but I don't know if <laughs> I want that in
1: my house. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, that would just kill skin. that'd just kill the brain cells uh, <laughs> the, the few you have left, but <laughs> I have much here anyway, my guy. And and that, that 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 would be a very expensive candle as well. Yes, it would.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'd have to go with the smell of bonfire because there's nothing nothing beats it. You wake up the next morning and it's still on your clothes and you're like, This this is right.
1: Yeah, I would this Oh man. Hmm.
2: Gym socks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I got a garlic bread one. That, that actually would be a sounds, bad one. That's but what there pe- was uh in the black. hills. I, I didn't order it. Just so our viewers know and our listeners, I did not personally order a garlic bread candle. It was gifted to me. So before I th- you think I'm some suicidal, crazy maniac guy, that's not me. You know, I, also kind of
0: along, along the lines of food. Um, one of my favorite ice creams is like mint chip
2: oh, so like gross. yeah she loves mint disgusting. chip. I, disgusting disgusting but whatever different conversation
0: well you know a lot of people think i'm crazy and i probably you know um do activities with my socks on but i'm not from france i do not do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but oh, I, I
0: i so i i'm giving
1: I, you're giving our view our, our audience just images they can't unsee well good thing they don't know how <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but I I think I figured out my answer I think it would be coffee I like that smell of when I wake up in the morning I got coffee brewing that nice strong coffee smell and it, 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 that Grant likes the smell of gasoline well coffee is what fuels me so
2: it I think that's what up I'm going to go with the gas station every day it's a nice whiff yep <laughs> Well, I mean technically work.
1: technically Grant and I could we could go we could get you get two birds stoned at once and he could be smelling gas. I could go walk into the gas station and get that nice coffee smell. So it's it's a perfect storm.
2: It it really is. It really and if is. If we're lucky if I'm there, they might have mowed the, that morning right then and there. Hey, there you go. Yeah,
1: hey, we're we're solving the world's problems here. And I think that's a good way to end Mowing the show. So we will talk to you guys next week. We're back. The best time of the year has finally arrived. The leaves are changing colors. Football is rolling along. The MLB playoffs are getting started. And we'll be here next week to unpack it all. Check us out on all of our social media platforms where we'll be posting other content. Check out the three guys talking about Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 g tv podcast where we will also be posting short clips of the show and other content you can also check out our three guys talking about youtube page where we will be posting the full podcast if you want to see the video version and this is a new thing we just started we've started to cut the show into segments so if you are unable to listen to the full podcast you will be able to go in to our youtube page and watch just a segment of the show you want to watch That'll be released every Friday morning, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and notification button so you don't miss a video. That wraps up this week's episode of the 3 Guys Talking Ball Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.